0: Enjoy the Rested Life Conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. Without being said this very particular moment, let's just get straight into the Word of God. Let's get to see what the Bible is saying this moment. The book of Proverbs 23, verse 7. Proverbs 23, verse 7, the Bible here says, It says, For as a man thinketh in his heart, it says, So is he. For as a man thinketh in his heart so is he now one of the things that i want to say this moment before we begin to go into our world and begin to see what the lord is saying to us this very particular moment is going to be a bit of a teaching and so there will be no much prayer on this very particular moment because i want you with the teachings that we are going to put this moment now these are the things that i use personally that that's that that constantly enforce or probably when i feel that for lack of better my prayer life, it's about to go down the drain. Things I do to bring myself back into it. That is in the scripture that I have bumped and it has worked for me. is the same thing that I want to share with you that can help you create your world. When I mean your world, you may not be creating a plane. You may be creating, uh, uh, for lack of better word, an atmosphere that will wait off every, what you call, plan of the devil. An atmosphere that will destroy the antics of the enemy. An atmosphere that will make the devil not to land in your life. So maybe that is what you want to create. So people. People want to create possibility having their own children someone who create a world that they can hold but these are the things you can then begin to engage in God that can determine that and so because of that this moment one of the things that I have seen is that people go to God with a mindset that God owes them yeah I know you don't want me to say this, but I will say that one to you. We all go to God with a mindset, no, God, you owe me this. You are God, you know I have done one, two, and three, and so because I've done that, you are by force, you must do this for me and stuff. And you see, the, with, with such mindset, I want to remove that very particular mindset because if we don't then get the mindset right, remember this is Mindshift Shift Thursday, if we don't then get the mindset right, we will think that God constantly owes us, and when God does not, in lack for lack of better word, pay us, we then get angry, get disappointed, and the enemy takes advantage of us it does take advantage of us for instance if you look at um, what you call, what happened in the garden of eden with adam and eve and also with the devil which is at that time it was called the serpent when the serpent came up on board do you notice that when the serpent came the serpent came to give them an ideology that was for lack of better word that was not in their peer view But they forget to understand that what the devil or the serpent was looking for from their life, they already have it. Because if you notice, they said, the serpent said to them, that if you eat of this fruit, you will be as wise. The question there is the fact that for the enemy to come and meet them at that moment, there is an understanding of wisdom that the enemy understands that they carry. But because they were, are, for lack of a better word, they are positioned in terms of understanding what they carry, that God does not owe them anything because everything and all things, they dwell in God and God in them to the point that the Bible says at the cool of the evening, God will come down. Imagine, Imagine that kind of world they were living into. They were living in a world whereby God will leave his throne and come and dwell with them on earth in Eden. To the point that they, for lack of a better word, they saw God face to face. They were fellowship with him. To the point that, imagine what Adam says. Adam says, I hear your voice and I run to go and hide. Which means Adam had a relationship with God. But the enemy comes in that same place also. Because why? The enemy wants him to feel that if 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 I can make you see yourself like a deputy God outside of God. And that's exactly what the enemy does with our prayer life. When you pray, the enemy wants to come and make you feel that I want to show you, a, for lack of a better word, a deputy system that can override God's system in your life. And that is why, for example, after you finish praying, all of a sudden you begin to doubt yourself. Esh, does this prayer, did I really pray well? Oh, man, I finished prayer. I need to go and do something else. Maybe the prayer is not as for lack of better. My wife likes saying it. Maybe it's not like it's not mangler-ful. So because of that I will go and find a way of how to add the destiny. No, calm down. The moment if you have an understanding that God does not owe me anything. Everything and all things has been routed in Christ and Christ came to review all to us. The only thing that keeps us bound is our understanding. It's the way we think That keeps us bound, and so because of that, the Bible says, especially Proverbs chapter twenty-three verse seven. He says, "For as a man think, God is still particular about how men think. The truth of it is the fact that your approach to the things of the gospel, your approach to the things of God, will only be strongly enforced by the way you think." The way you think. How do you think of a prayer life? There are majority of us, our prayer life is nowhere to be found. Especially with the COVID-19, the looting and whatever that is currently going on. Because why? There is a way that you have been programmed, your mind has been programmed to think. And the truth of it is the fact that everybody on planet Earth, hear me and hear me well. Everybody on planet Earth, we are all a product or probably we are a slave to our thinking. I will repeat it again. Every man living is a slave to their thinking. So which means what you are currently experiencing now is a product of your thought. Is a product of how you have seen your prayer life. It's a product of how you've approached God. It's a product of what you've seen with Jesus. There are majority of us, our thinking has made us to think that Jesus, for lack of better word, is an escape route to our problem. But you forget to understand that Jesus came that we may now become one with God. If you read your Bible in the book of John chapter 17, he says that, he says, Father, all that you have given me, I have given them that they may be one as us. So because of that, if your thinking capacity cannot carry that, your ability to appear before the place of prayer, to be able to put your route, I mean, to route your possibility in God, will not be in view. We also see in the book of Genesis chapter 6 verse 5. I want you to see how God, because because if we don't talk about the way we think, I bet you, this season of lockdown, I can tell you point blank, a lot of believers in court have backslid. Because the product of their thinking was not settled and grounded. That no matter whether the door is locked, my relationship with God, that is a thinking that sponsors my relationship. That I will not be moved by what is happening. We say in the book of Genesis chapter 6 verse 5, God also was trying to make us understand how he was looking at man. Yet yeah, there was evil on earth, but there was something that God was looking at. And I pray that if you can get this very particular thing, you will not be worried or angry concerning some people's lifestyle. You will know what is sponsoring your life currently. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 6 verse 5, He says then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and every intent of the thought of his heart do you see what God says he said that every intent of the thought God was addressing the thinking pattern every intent of the thought of his heart was evil continually the thought was the one that was producing what was happening and the wickedness that God saw on the face of the earth was a product of the thinking that they were thinking he says every intent of the thought of the heart he said was evil continually. So which means if you understand this, when you see a man who is currently not prayerful, who all of a sudden, one minute they are in church, next minute they are not in church, don't be bothered by the action. Check what is sponsoring their thinking. Like I said to you a few minutes ago, every man is a slave to their thinking. Every man, that includes me. Every man is a slave to their thinking. He says that that every, that, that, that every intent of the thought of his heart God was addressing the thought also. The reason why you are struggling to pray, my question is, who has, who have given you an, another alternative concerning prayer life? Who has done that? We also send the book of 2nd Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 5. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. It says, He said, We demolish argument. Now, argument is the word that we see. But now, this is where I want you to still see the things of thinking. You say we demolish argument and every pretentious that sets itself against the knowledge of God. And we take captive of every thought. Have you seen it again? of every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So which means in this kingdom where we are, the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of our dear God's son, this two kingdom is a product of thinking. The kingdom of darkness, there is a thinking pattern that they want you to carry. The kingdom of God, there is a thinking pattern that they want you to carry. And so, this very particular place, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, he's making us to understand that there is a thought that is standing against the knowledge of God. That is a thought that is fighting the knowledge of God. My dear sisters and brother, anything that will be routed in your life this season, it can only be by the product of what you think about prayer life. If you think that prayer life is bodysome, maybe that's the reason when you engage in prayer, you always feel very bodysome. We also send the book of Philippians chapter four verse eight. Philippians 4 verse 8. He said whatsoever is noble. Whatsoever means whatsoever. Let's not try to now go with Greek, Hebrews, and whatever. He said whatsoever is noble. Whatsoever is right. Whatsoever is poor. Whatsoever is, I mean pure, sorry. Whatsoever is lovely. Whatsoever is admirable. He said if anything is excellent or praiseworthy. Look at the scripture. He said think about such things. Think about such things. Think, think, think. Why have you stopped coming to church? Think something about it. Why have you stopped praying? Think. Why have you stopped uh, studying the word of God? Think. It says, think on this thing. Think on this thing. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. For as a man thinketh, the reason why your life is what it is today, I'm sorry, it's a product of what you've been thinking. If you've always been thinking faith and not fear, you will stand and not be afraid of anything. There's a particular thinking I carry. And that thinking, trust me, with, with, with the whole COVID regulations and stuff, I adhere to it. But it's a thinking I carry that I cannot die by COVID-19. It's not possible. I cannot. It is a cannot, cannot be possible, cannot and stuff. I'm not saying that people don't die of COVID-19. I hear you. I agree. Now, that's their own. But I am saying me. Because as a man think it is in heart. I mean, in his heart. As a man think it. Do you believe that you can carry your own children? Do you believe that when you go and pray, all of a sudden God can answer you? Have you sought your way through to the point that I either die with God or die with no man? As a man thinketh in his heart. Now because of that this moment, we'll be looking at Three subtopics so that you'll be able to get this very particular thing and deliver it properly. Three subtopics that we'll be looking into. What is the first thing we'll be looking? The strategic prayer that compels answering anything. We'll be looking what are the strategic prayer in the scripture that can compel answer to anything. Answer to anything. There are strategic prayers in the scripture that you can use, that can blanket. And all of a sudden, because you use that very particular thing, all of a sudden, God begins to respond to you. Now we'll look at strategic prayer that compels answer number one. Then number two, the mindset that enforces answers and create possibility. Remember, we'll look at the strategic prayer. Now we'll also look at the mindset. Remember, this is Mindshift Thursday. And after then also, we'll now look at the sustaining force for an ever-winning life. Now, not an ever winning life for this week, but an ever winning life, the sustaining force that delivers this thing. And so, because of that, I want us to begin to look at it this way. The Bible says in the book of Psalm, chapter 15, verse 15. Psalm 50, verse 15. He said, Call upon me in the days of trouble. He says, I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. It's not, I will think if I will deliver, <laughs> product of thinking. It's not, I will think. He said, call upon me. He's the one that said call. And the only method of our calling is through prayer. He said, call upon me in the days of trouble. Now, this is the thing I want to say here. Let me just drop this to me right now. If you read the scripture, it says, call upon me in the days of trouble. Which means God has a full knowledge that you will go through troubles. And that's why for me, when I see believers, where they go through small, I call it small potatoes trouble. All of a sudden they've thrown their cart, I mean their toys out of the cart. They are now they, they begin to behave like children who 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 who, who lost a toy. Papa pa, pa, begin to run. No, let's talk like mature not here this moment. They begin to he said, Call upon me in the days of trouble. So which means heaven recognize that there is trouble on planet Earth. In the kingdom of God where we dwell in, where we are seated far with him, there is no trouble, but on earth there is trouble your jesus passed through trouble your god by the time he appeared in genesis chapter one there was a trouble called darkness that was upon the face of the earth but how come we as believers small trouble you 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 pray in the morning you go on the road and your tire burst all of a sudden enemy from my father's house you are now angry but god i prayed i said let the rope be free and her." see my dear sisters and brother in this kingdom where you and i are Trials and temptation, my dear, I'll say it like this. Trials and temptation are the test of our faith and our belief in God. They come to test us at every point in time. Do you believe that God can do it? Do you know if God can do it? And so when the trials and tribulation come, like the Bible says, call upon me in the days of trouble. He didn't say call upon me only when things are fine. He said in the days of trouble. But guess what? When things are fine, we don't call God. When trouble comes, instead of calling God, we complain to God. God will wind me, but do you know me tighter? I give my offering to you. I fast, I pray, I do see, calm down. Now those things you do, they are things to edify and to build you up in terms of dimensions in the spirit realm but as far as the part of god is concerned he has released everything for man but trouble will definitely come to want to check our insistence on god he said call upon me in the days of trouble says i will deliver you and show you my glory i will deliver you james chapter 5 verse 13 james 5 verse 13 It says here he said is any one of you suffering he said he should pray in any one of you suffering i'm showing you scripture so that you get to understand that there is provision of trouble there is provision of suffering he said if any one of you suffering he said he should pray not complain pray pray your thinking will make you understand that if there is trouble i should pray and not to complain he said he should pray is anyone cheerful then he should sing praises is anyone suffering pray not complain not all of a sudden no my church my church has failed me i want to leave the church and go funny enough i was laughing <laughs> i'm laughing because i remember i can't even remember the pastor's name on his facebook i was looking at the facebook um just a few minutes ago and i was just laughing on the facebook because the guy said he said i've been to the point whereby for me now i'm not going to follow members or because um follow members to remind them that the church door is open i won't do that and and when he said a lot of people were actually attacking him and go, for me i said i looked at it the truth of it is the fact that if you are a mature believer the moment the government make an announcement that the church is open you should be excited you should be the one even calling your pastor pastor what can we do because you understand that your service to god is a your service to god is you bringing your own quota to him and say god i believe i trust i know i i know that you are the ever faithful god you are the one that was a pastor now the door is going to be open tomorrow what do we do so we come with this how do we do this and go now it makes the work easy have you forgotten the bible says we are co-laborer in the vineyard of god your pastor and you currently watching now we are all co-laborer but guess what when the door is open we now need to remind you sms you do everything as a matter of fact some of you you are now used to being at home to the point that in your being at home you are not even serving god but yet you don't want to come to church and that's why the guy is saying, I will not. I will not. And and, and when he made that explanation, it was so funny. <laughs> he said in such a way, he said, he said, does the school put a reminder for you to come to class? But how come we the church We always remind you, always remind you? And let's be honest. There is a truth in that statement. We always remind you. We send you SMS, call you, pet you, beg you, do all this and go. We understand that it's a devil that is fighting, but why must the devil be fighting around your own thinking capacity? Why? No, why? Why must you be the one that the devil will always be finding a, what's called a landing bay in your life? Why must it be you? Why? That is a thinking that sponsors your action. You go to school. Do you notice that your boss does not need to remind you to come to the office in the morning? But the church has to remind you to come to the office. I mean to come to the church. Your boss, don't go to office. You get fired. Straightforward. But we the church. We can't fire you. We fire you. You report us. Ah, this pastor did one, two, and three and stuff and go. Hey, this church. This. Calm down. We need to get to the point. Remember, this is mind shift Thursday. We need to get to the point where we shift our mind to understand that these things of God is a personal business. Every man is running his own race. Yes, I know that God has given us pastors the responsibility to shepherd his sheep. But when the shepherd asks the sheep to go this way, for cannot loud, go that way. Don't be like a goat. You want to go the other way around. And you go, we still bring you back. You still complain. He says, Is anyone suffering? He should pray. Not complain. He should pray. He's also said the book of Psalm chapter eight. I mean, chapter sixteen. So when I say Psalm eighteen, sorry, verse six. Psalm eighteen, verse six. The Bible here says, "In my distress, I call upon the Lord." This is what the David is saying here. I cry to my God for help. He said, "From His temple, He heard my voice, and my cry for help reaches His ear." My cry for what? For help not my cry for complaint ah god if you don't do this i swear i swear god you don't god if you don't do it i will not serve you again my dear it doesn't change it will not make god become odd which means you remove the g then it becomes od god remains god there are several plus billion on planet earth ah if you say you don't want to serve god it's to your own lost. it's to your own lust and this is one thing i want to say to somebody this moment the day you decided to say you don't want to serve god you've already submitted yourself to another system which is called the system of the devil. Be- See, the devil does not need allegiance. He doesn't need it. Just the fact you say, no, I am not doing God anymore. <laughs> the devil is just like, welcome home. Ah, he's welcome home. Now he begins to flood your mind with systems. that he- And you know one thing about the devil. The devil doesn't come in front and tell you I'm the devil. No. At least Christ will come to say, I am Christ. Come. He will knock. He said I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone open, he will knock, but he will not force you to open your door. But the devil does not knock. He doesn't do anything. The devil just need you to just say no to God. You're already with him. He doesn't need you to say no, not to God. Okay, devil, yes. Mm, just by not to God's system, you're already in the system of the devil. Straight. And before you know what is going on, you are, you are, you are like the prodigal son. You are far, dining with pigs instead of eating with kings. You are dining with pigs. And so because of that, this moment, as we begin to look at these very particular strategic prayers that compel or enforce I pray that your eyes is open for you to see in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 11 from verse 28 to 30. This is one of the founding scripture of Platform Church. Matthew 11:28 to 30. I say one of the founding scripture. He says come unto me all ye that are labouring and heavy laden. You notice, come unto me. You have a problem. You have anything? He said, "Come unto me." All that are labor and heavy lady. he said, "I will give you rest." He said, "Take my yoke and lean of me." He said, "For I am gentle and lowly in heart." He says, "And you will find rest for your soul." He you said, "For my yoke is easy and my burden is light." But as a condition, come to me. Come to me. My question to you today, as we begin to look at the first phase of this this thing of our service tonight. Are you going to come now let's look at the first um, pointers that I give you number first one I say strategies for prayer that compels or enforce changes number first one here let's look at the Bible the book of Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 4 to verse 10 Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 4 to verse 10 you can also write Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 15 to 21 Ephesians 2 4 to 10 Ephesians 1 15 to 21 let me read 4 to 10 quickly the Bible says here he said but God who is rich in mercy do you hear? He is rich in mercy. Because of his great love which he had loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses. He said, made us alive to sit with Christ. I will come about that place. Made us alive to sit with Christ. And by grace you have been saved and have been raised up together and made us to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the age to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us what? In Christ Jesus. He said, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Not of yourself. It is a gift of God. He said, not of work, lest any man should boast. He said, for we are the workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good work. Which God has prepared beforehand that we should work in them which God has prepared what beforehand that we should walk with them. But do you notice what I want to bring from this Ephesians here as we begin to look at the, the pointers here? It makes us to understand that we have been made alive. Your thinking pattern in terms of approaching God, are you made alive in your thinking pattern or you are thinking that you are dead in Christ? You say we've been made alive. You say he has made us alive. There are some of us, we go to pray with a thinking of I'm finished and I'm dead. I am finished or I am totally finished or completely finished. Now that is the mindset, he said, but we've been made alive in Christ, my dear. You don't want to see when I go to my place of prayer, I am I am rejoicing because I know that I'm going to rob mine because I'm alive in Christ. I go to rob mine, my dear. It didn't take me one day to get there, but I constantly enforce it to become it now become a part of me. It is not not become a, a, a thing that I look forward to to engage in my personal prayer, not just on Sunday or on Thursday, daily, daily, to the point that if I'm driving. I actually put some message. After putting some message, I listen. My wife will tell you, point like that. There are times I will sit down. All of a sudden, I'm listening to Pastor Darlington also preach. And I also pray what Pastor Darlington say pray to. Because why? There's a difference between the Darlington sitting here and the Pastor Darlington himself. There are two different things because I also need to get blessed. Because why? We have been made alive together. Now, that thinking pattern, carry it to your place of prayer. I promise you, try it tonight. Your prayer point will change. You will notice that the way you will pray, it will change. Because why? You now understand that, no, I'm not dead. I'm alive. He now says uh, also there in verse 6 of what we just read, raise up together and make us sit in heavenly places. So when you go into your place of prayer, you now know that I am sitting in heavenly places. So which means I am far above principalities and powers, above wickedness in high and in low places under the earth, wherever he says he has made us sit together with Christ. In heavenly places. My dear sisters and brothers, I know you are sitting currently or you are driving listening to me. You are, not, you, you, you are not seated in that car. It is your body that is there. Your spirit man is seated far above. You are seated in Christ. That understanding will change how you approach God. Now, let's begin to look. Because from this scripture, I'm going to bring out the prayer point. The strategic prayer point that answers Ephesians chapter 1. From verse 15 to 21. I'll be fasting my reading here and so you will bear with me. Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 15 to 21. The Bible here says, "He said, Therefore I also, after I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Do you see what Paul the Apostle said? Paul the Apostle was a man of a prayer. The reason why you see all that he did to the point that he wrote to taught thought of the New Testament, he was because he was a man of prayer. My dear sisters and brothers, and there is no way I will tell you, there is no shortcut. No matter you want to enjoy this heavenly blessing that will not be routed to the place of prayer. And so no matter what, you need to carry an understanding and a thinking when you go to the place of prayer. He now says in verse 17, he said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, do you see what he's saying? The God of our Lord Jesus Christ. He noticed, he put himself in the place of, he has made us alive in Christ. The one we read in Ephesians chapter 2. He has made us, he said the God of our Lord. It was a personal thing for him. Can you also point and say, the God of my Lord Jesus Christ, not our, the God of my Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, he said, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And verse 18, he says, and the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of the calling and the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saint, that what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, on the line the part i will get to place of towards also believe according to the walking of his mighty power which he walked in christ when he raised him from the dead and seated at the right hand and the heavenly places far above principalities and powers minds and dominion and every name that is named That is only in the age but also in the age in which to come now he says and every name that is the name that is why for me as long as your problem has a name the name of Jesus can meet that very particular problem but it can only be from the place of routing it in prayer routing it in prayer routing it in prayer it also makes us to understand the book of Proverbs chapter 24 verse 10 he says if you faint in the days of adversity Say your strength is small. <laughs> Do you, you see? I like I like the Bible in such a way where the Bible does not devoid us of our responsibility. It doesn't. Because a lot of people we've preached the Bible to make you feel as if the moment you have the Bible or you are reading the word of God, you are not supposed to go through troubles. No. He said if you faint in the days of adversity, he you said your faint is small. So, which means in the days of adversity that is when you're supposed to even be mounting up like winds of eagle do you notice that when the wind is very boysome and the wind is tougher that is when the eagle fly the eagle does not like it when it is tough and yet one of your characteristics is the fact that you are an eagle you have an advantage for you to see in fact as an eagle eagle has an advantage eye to see opportunity in the place of difficulty but my question for you today Are you going to begin to change your thinking and begin to see what this prayer thing that we're talking about so that you can then be able to collect. Yeah, I like using things that are easy. Collect what belongs to us. Now, so because of that being said this moment, what is our number one? Strategic. Remember, we're looking at this first point. Strategic prayers that compels and enforces change. Number one, what is that? Ability for you to pray this prayer all the time. The strategic prayer, wisdom and revelation. In the knowledge of Christ wisdom and revelation and the knowledge my dear sisters and brother every day if this prayer point is not in your prayer list i promise you god is not compelled see god can only give you the crumbs that fall from the table but you cannot sit at the table You cannot sit at the table. It takes wisdom and revelation for you to dine with kings. It takes wisdom and revelation for you to come to the courtroom of heaven. For you to be able to make your claim and for you to take what belongs to you. And so when I talk about wisdom and revelation, I say say, this is what is responsible for the solution-driven and transformation reality that must take place in you. It's a solution-driven prayer and a transformation reality that must take place in you it has to take place in you so the ability for you to constantly pray for wisdom wisdom for you to know the ability to know the things hidden in Christ mind you it has been revealed but prayer is only the thing that can give you the wisdom of God and the revelatory knowledge that can enforce your reality that can enforce your creativity he says, Paul the Apostle make us to understand in that very particular scripture we just read. Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 15 to 21. He makes us to understand. He says, I have been praying for you that your wisdom and, the, and your, your wisdom and revelation in the knowledge. Because if you're thinking, remember, your thinking pattern is what produces what your knowledge would be feeding from. Your thinking pattern. He says, your wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. If you know what is available for you, You will know what you take out from that place. But that can only be routed to the place of praying for wisdom and knowledge. My dear, this is one thing that this wisdom and knowledge does. I mean, put on the table for us as believers. When you pray for wisdom and knowledge, remember that everything that we see created on planet Earth, it's created from the wisdom of God, which is Christ himself. So when you pray that, you pray the wisdom... The ability for you to just be sitting and you're praying, Lord, I invite myself to your wisdom. Constantly, every day, you'll be discovering that you'll be solving problems without even you knowing that it's a problem. That is what wisdom and revelation does for you. All of a sudden, you might just be sitting, all of a sudden, boom, idea on what to do, just compare. You you are sitting, you are busy trying, as an accountant, you you you, you are wondering, like, okay, where is this, where is this, um, what's it called, where is this five cent that I'm looking for? You know, you are accountant sometimes, just five cents, you can make all of us run our head, man, like five cents, feel like remove five cents and give you, but you say no, the five cent must be in the account. Now, as you are busy thinking, where is this five cent in this balance sheet? And you're like, you are, you are, you are burning the spirit, Lord, wisdom, wisdom 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 and as you are doing that all of a sudden the holy spirit just because now you are now rubbing mind with the divine he now begin to open your eyes to see where the five cent is in that paper and you are thinking yes it's possible you can see five cent in paper by just praying this prayer of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge the ability for you for your thinking pattern to stay in christ one of the things i put i say until your understand unto your wisdom level grows in god you might be wallowing in pain for solution that you have in you. And that's the truth. Until your wisdom level in God grow. And that can only be enforced from the place of prayer. See every an average believer is informed about God. But not all believers have the revelatory knowledge of God. An average believer. In fact, even the devil has an information of God. He does. But it takes the place of revelation on the place of prayer. On the platform of altar. For you to be able to peek into the mysteries and the revelation behind this. It says wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. One of the things I say there, I say the revelation is what empowers the change you see. And that can be enforced through prayer. The change you want to see, it can only come from wisdom. Lord, your wisdom. Lord, revelation. I don't just, imagine, imagine you pray that prayer daily. You will open your Bible. You will see things that you never knew that was there i promise you you will never knew that was there you will see things i can bet you every time i open bible i see new things and guess what i've been reading bible for the past 35 years of my life i have but now because of this prayer the ability for me to look i look at the bible i know how to even create apps from bible i know how to bring stuff just by reading the business mindset comes from the scripture because why? My revelatory and the wisdom part in Christ is now enforced consciously. By the time I was preparing for this message, oh, Holy Spirit, let your wisdom breed upon this, let your revelation come. I pray that another sudden, boom, heaven opens. Just to prepare message for you, I pray the prayer. I pray that as you begin to put your consciousness on this, you'll begin to see the wisdom side of God in the name of Jesus. What is number two also? Number two prayer. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. My dear, majority of us, we are seeing things we don't understand what is happening. We are seeing, many people are seeing, they are not understanding. He said that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. I think I preached about a few days ago, if I'm I'm not mistaken. Your understanding has the eyes to see. By the time the wisdom comes, the revelation hits, there is an understanding that you can carry that will produce a a particular, for lack of a better word, a particular mindset and an action you take. Because your understanding is popped open. Poop. One of the things in which I say here when it comes to understanding, it is what you see in the kingdom that is available to you. It is what you see that is available and that can only be from the place of your eyes of your understanding. And now, let me even say this very particular thing quickly here. The reason why most believers backslide, or most, most people, I don't want to use the word believers, because if you call yourself a believer, you're not supposed to backslide. But let's just, for, 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 for contextual sake, let's use the word believer. But the reason why these people backslide, when I hear that they backslide, I promise you it's from the product of understanding. If you understand the God that you serve, you have no business becoming a Sangoma. Business you don't understand your eyes of your understanding is darkened the bible says that the god of this world has darkened and has closed their understanding so the reason why you will leave church and go to a sangoma your understanding is darkened it is darkened your bible says so your understanding is darkened that is why you will leave church all of a sudden after praying and fasting binding the devil the next thing you tell yourself that i must sleep with that man for me to get that very particular contract oh I understand the place of witness but no there's a place where by witness we need to come ah, ah calm down eh, eh. no 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 you can't be trained on this weakness for too long now that's a that's a, a thinking pattern that has been in you you leave church to become a sangoma is a thinking that sponsors it your understanding of who god is is not in view you you only understand the things of where you are that's why you are there i i don't see any devil that is created by a devil that will make me wake up on money and say no jesus is no more lord that devil has not been created yet I'm not even talking about anything. The devil has not been created, plus all his system together. Because why? My understanding of who God is is already settled and grounded in me. So the ability where you see people say, no, they left church, ah, just so that the understanding is, is small. Or there is no understanding at all. The enemy has blinded them. So the ability for strategic prayer that creates. Lord, let the eyes of my understanding be enlightened. Now we're not talking about these eyes that you're looking at me now. We're talking about your spiritual eyes of understanding. Your spirit has an eye, it has an understanding. Lord, let the eyes of my spiritual eyes be enlightened to understand. To understand, and as you do so, you begin to see that things that used to make you get angry about the church it doesn't get angry again anymore. Oh, it doesn't I remember yesterday I was driving coming? And I think I, think, I, can't, I think I remember when I was talking to a particular pastor, we were both talking. And I said to him, I've got to the point in my life, and this is me. If you come and tell me about any pastor, you stop being my friend. I don't care about what is happening with the body of God. I don't care. You come and tell me, you gossip a pastor to me. You've just stopped being my friend with me. Because why? There is an understanding that I now carry. Concerning whether a pastor is a charlatan or a pastor is not a charlatan, I don't care. All of us, we will give account one day. It's an understanding that has breathed on my inside. So because of that, even on my Facebook, I remove too many people who are making, who are trying to now become FBI in heaven. That's an understanding that has been, and guess what? It was from the place of prayer. Because I remember that I'm a pastor now my wife for lack of better word in africa we call them mamum fundices and stuff There is an understanding that i carry now so because of that you come and you talk to me about that pastor as a pastor it's okay just know that i will respect you by not telling you but after, i Mark, i bet you that day are done we're done the ability for you to pray that the eyes of your understanding when your eyes of your understanding is enlightened it also rub off your mind your mental eye to see do you notice something in the garden of eden the way God structured it, He structured it in such a way because man supposed to be a spirit, that spirit was supposed to be able to enforce his mind that his body begins to reflect. I'll repeat it again. The Garden of Eden structure was man in the spirit all the time with God. That revelatory wisdom and understanding rub his mind. That mind, the body begins to reflect. Now, we now see when the enemy came, the person of devil, comes in. It changes the status quo. What does it do? It makes your body feel taught. Your five senses, it activates your five senses. Your five senses now inform your mind, which then suppresses your spirit. Do you see how we now the enemy comes and changes it? Because the enemy will not, he will come and bring something that is far different. He will bring, for lack of a better word, he bring a photocopy, but yet it's not original. And the photocopy is not clear. Because in the things, in the days of Adam and Eve, it was their spirit. Their spirit was so enlightened to the point that they know when God moves. Their understanding was so strong to the point that they know how God talks. Their their knowledge base was was heavy to the point that they were able to name all the animals. From there, their spirit rubbed off their mind to see what the portals of heaven is for them to use their body to name the animals. But now in our time, we are now using the system of the world to now want to control the things of God. And that's why you struggle. That's why you struggle. God, the Bible makes us to understand the book of John. He said for those that will worship him in this end time, the ability for them to worship in truth and in spirit. If your spirit man is up, and that can only be from the place of prayer, you'll be able to route the possibility that you want to route in Christ. Point number three, quickly. What else, again, is the strategic prayer we need to pray? The ability to know your calling on this earth which you are. You see, one of the things that I've seen a lot of people pray, I'm a pastor, and by privilege opportunity, I've, in my few days of being in God full time, I've, I've seen people whereby they send prayer requests or they call me pastor, pray for me and stuff, and I bet you majority of the prayer, it has nothing to do with what, for lack of a better word, with what they want or they what they need. It has everything to do with what they want for instance you are a businessman your business is in the business of automobile what is your what is your own business in terms of pastor pray for me there's this um uh, what you call there's this opportunity in multi-level marketing and stuff and co. In my mind, i'm like guy calm down he said they are, the bible may cause he said the ability to know your calling your calling what have you been called to do Sometimes we pray and we pray our misses because we are not targeted in our prayers. For instance, there are two prayer points that I know that I will always pray in terms of category. Number one is a prayer of church and number two is a prayer of business. That's all true I know. And the place I put prayer of church and prayer of business, that includes because I know my family and everything else, those are private what they are safe and secure. But in terms of God, the things that my eyes must be open to see, Lord, let my eyes be open to see what I need to do with the church, what I need to do with the business world and stuff. Now that prayer, I pray that one constantly. You can't wake me up tomorrow and say, God, let my eyes be open for me to see what I need to do in politics. That's not my way. There are some of you, as I'm talking now, there are some certain prayer points. If we, if I carry your prayer point, we both sit and we talk. It is not supposed to be on that list and yet you are frustrated and angry why is it not coming to pass because why the ability to know your calling it comes also from an informed position the ability to know one of the things i put here i said the ability to know he said it's a function according to description and programming description and programming what have you been programmed to do what is your description on planet earth that's the prayer you pray and when you pray those prayer i promise you you create like this it becomes Nigeria. We call it lesser case. It becomes immediate because you now know that okay, I'm staying here. Do you notice that all Jesus's prayers was to enforce Christ on earth so that his twelve disciples can capture the reality. He wasn't praying about. That's why when the the sees, they fought to seize and they sat to seize, they were all disturbing him because he wasn't bothered. He would preach with the, with everyone there. He brings back the disciples and he unveiled the parables in which he was telling them. Just because he was he was focused in his prayer. Are you focused with your prayers? There are some of you, your prayer points, if I, if, I, if I were to sit and look at your prayer points, you have 200 prayer points to the point that your consistency in your prayer is not in view. Not in view. Not in view. It's your ability to know. Then point number four, quickly. Point number four. It says here, on that same scripture we read in the book of Ephesians, chapter five, Ephesians chapter one, sorry. Ephesians chapter 1, in that same um, 15 to 21. Number 4 here says, ability to know the riches of the glory of your inheritance. The ability to know what has been made available for you. My dear sisters and brothers, every born again child of God has an inheritance in Christ. Do you have that thinking knowledge? Do you have that? See, when I go and pray, I promise you this scriptures, like I'm saying to you, this is a prayer point that I use. And that settles me with God where I am not moved. I'm not saying that I don't get concerned. But I'm not moved because I am settled. Because I'm grounded. Because I know that God, my salvation benefit, redemption benefit gives me right. For the inheritance that is in Christ Jesus. It gives me the right. And I pray that all the time. Lord, what are my riches? What are the inheritance that I have in Christ? It's not a thing of me praying those, or probably praying those prayers from an information point of view, but from a revelatory point of view, on the point number one we make. The revelatory point of view. Lord, I know that I am supposed to be maritally settled. Being married is my right in Christ Jesus. And boom, my wife popped out. Lord, I know that my children, they will fill my table oh watch them they are coming i am not but i know because there's a provision for me that my children will fill the table There's a provision for me he says i will build my church and no gate of hell shall prevail so because of that the riches of the glory in christ jesus that the church will be filled i'm not bothered if i'm preaching to two or three people currently streaming now i'm not because why i know i know and so because of that i'm not moved you are the one that is worried to think that six months for a running platform church. What is going on and co? Am I dear? I am not on a, for lack of a better word, on a what you call a fast track race. This is a marathon. The destination is far. Seventy years plus my age, I'm still preaching the gospel. So because of that, you are the one that is. I am looking at my children's children's generation. I'll be there preaching to them. I'll be there because why? I know my inheritance in Christ Jesus. Seventy years plus my age now. By the grace of God, I'll be 100 and plus at that time. I'm still standing strong, still preaching the gospel. Standing preaching. I'm not retired. Preaching, preaching, preaching. Because what? I know my inheritance in Christ Jesus. I know. I know. My question for you. Do you know? Number five, quickly. Number five. What is again? The way we pray. Strategic prayers you can bring. Don't know the exceeding greatness of God's power in us. Now, this is not talking about you know when you talk about riches and inheritance that talks about like the like the plate, the spoon, the cocklery, the stove, the bed, the whatever all those things in Christ is there. I know you'll be like, Yeah, they're there, they're there. They are. But now we're talking about the power that delivers and the power that subdues. We're talking about the manifold power of God that compels possibility to happen. Now, do you know? He said to know the exceeding greatness of the power of God that operates in us you know i like how Paul, the apostle put this one he says it is in us in us in us in you right now watching me it is in you but do you know because this understanding of praying this five prayer strategic point that i put on the table i promise you anytime you go see you will go and pray before you know what is going you think you want to pray for five minutes all of a sudden you find yourself you're praying for the next 15 minutes and you're still there and you're not tired you're still there you're not tired and all of a sudden, because by the time you carry these five prayer points, see, I promise you, let's do this, let's do this. I don't know if, if somebody want to join me on this. Let's do this. Let's take from today, Thursday, till next week, Thursday, that I will come back again. Let's take, don't pray about any other prayer. Don't pray about your rice, your beans, your your, 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 your bank account, your business. Just pray these five prayer points. Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 15 to 21. Focus on that scripture. Pray this five prayer point I am saying now from today Thursday till next week Thursday. And share, tell me what you experience. I bet you. You will notice that all the things that you were worried of it was sorted. Because now you are now praying the God kind class of prayer. Because now God now see you as a trusted commodity in his hand that he can use to route possibility. And so because you are a trusted commodity in his hand he will other things you are praying for, he will take care of it. He will take care of it. Do you notice that an ambassador, and this is maybe this will be a revelation for somebody this moment. Do you notice that an ambassador of a nation does not get frightened or worried if his salary will be paid, regardless of if there was a lockdown or no lockdown? Because why? A nation sent him. And his commitment is to remain loyal to that nation. As long as his loyalty is to the nation, that nation will pay him and pay everything that concerns him, whether there's a lockdown or not. Do you know, and the Bible called you, said you are the ambassador or we are the ambassador of Christ. If we are the ambassador, we were deployed on earth. Your prayer strategy should be this five prayer point consistency and watch heaven respond to your for lack of better, to your private need. To the need of God, I know you blessed me with two children. I want extra four. And it will happen. And as it happened, that one, you pray, you you make that request because you know that if I call on Him, He will answer me. You know. So your calling on Him is not from the place of fear or worried, it's from the place of knowing. There is an information that sponsors the knowing. And before you know what's going on, boom you begin to become a mistress in the body of Christ. And people are wondering, are you playing games? What, what, what are the things you are doing? And you tell them, now I know the strategic prayer that creates. You see these five prayer points I put here, the strategic words? Pray them between today, Thursday and next Thursday. I bet you, I know the God I serve. It is his word. You will not have any need to worry about even the rent of your home. You will not. That renter that has frustrated you to the point that has made you compromise 24-7. You will discover that Somebody just wake up one morning and just bless you by just praying these five thirty prayers. It is possible. But now, let's begin to look at this very particular one. Especially since on this point number five we're talking about, to know the exceeding greatness of the power that operates in us. One of the things that God has used at this very particular end time for the power of God to be made manifest in your life and in my life is a portal called the church. I know that, yes, the church... I'm smiling because you know what I want to say. I know that the church, you may say that yes, there are people that have messed it up. But do you notice that if your insurance company did not meet up to your medical expectations and stuff, you change insurance. You don't stop having your insurance company. You change insurance. Do you know that the shop that you are buying food, if they don't have the pap that you need to eat, you don't go home and say the pap is not there. You look for where the pap is. You go and buy the pap. But how come when it comes to church, the spiritual fortification that guarantees your dominion and your rested life? (whistles) Dololo. The enemy brings a system that will make you know you can do without it. Don't worry, don't worry. That's exactly what happened to Adam. And before we know what's going on, we are trying to recover from the nonsense Adam put on the table. The same thing, also, you are repeating that same pattern. The church is part of God. I will show you from the way. Let's quickly look at this scripture so that I don't talk too much. Then you begin to say, okay, what is Pastor Adam saying? Ephesians chapter 3, 7 to 11. Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 7 to 11. Paul the apostle here he was making us to understand what was his message, his calling. Remember we talked about calling on point number 4? What was his calling? I mean point number 3, if I'm not mistaken. His calling on the things that God has called him to do. And he was not making us to understand this. Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 7 to 11. He says here. He said, of which I become a minister according to the gift of grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power to me. Who am less than, I mean, who am, who am less than the least of all the saints. He said, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles. Number one, the unsachable riches. Now, when we talk about the unsachable riches, it means the endless treasure. Which means there is a. For in this Christ called God, or this church system, that is a treasure in the church that you are you're continually coming into the house, unveil the mystery, I mean, unveil the possibility gradually for you. It says, the unsearchable riches, which is the end of the of Christ, and to make all men see the fellowship of this mystery. So, which means not all men are currently seen. Ephesians 3 Ephesians 3 verse 9 I mean Ephesians 3 9 yes he said and to make all men see not everybody is currently seeing we are all attending church but not everybody is seeing their miracle that's why you will see somebody will come to church on Monday by Tuesday Wednesday or on Friday the person has a miracle has a testimony because why there is and it's so funny this is the thing here it's so funny when this person will come to church have a knowledge of, I believe, the grace that this very particular commission carry. Come here, operate all the principle and in less than, like the covenant we have with God, in less than 90 days, pam, things popped out. But do you notice that by the time they now get familiar and that's where the enemy, the enemy has a way of sponsoring familiarity that because he knows that no, if you continue this way you are going, I will not be able to have you. He now begins to bring familiar voices. Things that will make you understand. Ah, no. Your church, the day you you, you you came to church, your usher tell you to sit at another seat. But you know, it likes, you like sitting in front. But why did he take you? He now begins to bring familiar voices that will begin to remove the same reason. Because why? He knows that if you can get hold of this mystery of the church, he cannot do anything. He cannot. He cannot. And after some while, the same you who every day testimony was coming out of your mouth, left, right, and center. Now, one year, two years, three years then you now get to the point. No, the church is no more powerful. Nah, calm down. (laughs) You left. You were there. Like the Bible here says, he said, and to make all men see the fellowship of his mystery. How, when you look at the word fellowship is coming together of the mystery of Christ in the church. The fellowship of the mystery. See, check people who are saying that now they don't do church. Check their life. I bet you, you will find that. That they are far from God. Their work with Christ is no more in view. But yet, they will still keep telling you. Ah, no, I pray in my house. I bet you go. Check them. I call, let call somebody and I'll tell you. Their life is not in, their life is not in you. The bombardment of the devil upon their life is so full. You, so full to the point that even you, who just gave a life to Christ, you'll be thanking God. Father, thank you. Thank you. Because the enemy will bring stuff. Because he knows you have tested of this mystery of Christ. He will bring stuff that will make you. Whereby, by the time he finished with you, the only thing that is left is your corpse in the grave. That's how the enemy, because why? The Bible Because to understand, he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I pray that you will not be that candidate in the name of Jesus. He now says in verse 9, he says, And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God. He say Who created all things through Christ Jesus? Now in verse 10, this is where the secret comes in verse 10. Who created all things in christ i mean all things through christ jesus which means everything that we see was created in christ jesus see the mountains the house the light the bob the mic i'm using everything see everything is in christ it is in christ i promise it's in christ that is the way you and i will sit we will talk i'll tell you how to create a mic how to create a phone how to christ stuff in christ is there is there is there, it's there. It's just the fact that we are lazy there is a voice that is sponsoring something that is making us not to think out of that very particular thing now let's look at what verse 10 says he said to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of god might be made known by what he <laughs> said the manifold wisdom of god which means the endless potter The thing that does not have the end, does not have the beginning, but yet the experience is in full. He said, the manifold wisdom of God may be known by what? By the church, Paul, principalities and power, in heavenly places. He said, according to the eternal purpose, which he had already accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now, let's look at it. The manifold wisdom of God might be made known by what? The church. The manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church. And yet, that's the place that you are not in. And you wonder why the devil is using you to play table tennis. Because why? You have your understanding that your church is a portal where the wisdom of God and his power can be compelled upon your life. That is why the enemy will always, hear me, always, he will always fight you with the church. He will. He will fight you. If your understanding does not grow. And trust me, it is not a thing that you, you, it's a one-off thing. No, you have to be deliberate and be intentional about it. Otherwise, you will keep walking round about the circle without you getting into the center of the things. And I pray for somebody today that as you begin to see these very particular things that God has routed in the church, you will begin to lay hold of it in full in the name of Jesus. The church door is open from this Sunday. Are we going to see you? <laughs> Are we going to see you? I feel like something like that pastor who I said I saw on Facebook where he said, I'm not going to call you. I feel like, but there's a place whereby sometimes you just have to tend the sheep. But you get to a particular point. The sheep also must learn how to also obey. Are we going to see you? Because I've shown you now in the book of Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 9. Take your time and read in 9 and 10. The church helps you to see when you fellowship, and you now begin to experience the manifold wisdom that God can only come from the portal of the church. Now, do you notice something? I don't like using succulatin, but I like using succulatin at the same time. To explain this, our thing called church, for lack of a better word. Do you notice that the only place you can find a fuel is in the garage? You can't find a fuel in the mosque. You can't find a fuel in the, what you called in in the hospital. You have to go to the garage to find your fuel to buy. The same thing also. You want to experience the power and to live God on it. It's only through the church. For every born-again believer, it's only through the church. So I pray for you today that the enemy will not take you out of God in the name of Jesus. Oh, my time is really running fast. Let me see if I can actually do this, uh, what you call, it, subsector number two. My subsector number two, remember? We've just finished the strategy prayers that create. I promise you, please and please hear me again. Take that prayer from this Thursday to next week Thursday. As on certain things, you will not bother. You will not. You will not. I remember the Holy Spirit just said to me a few days ago, that was something I was doing, and he just said to me, he said, no, go, because I was praying. He said, when you finish, hold your wife hand and just pray. Because why? I was praying something different, and what he said to me was something different. And I'm beginning to see the report of it. I was just praying, Father, unveil yourself to me. And he said to me, hold your wife and pray with her. And I remember, I think I was going out immediately, I said, babe, no, come, bring your hand, let's pray. Because why? He gets concerned with the things that I am currently... You know, sometimes we focus on the minor and then minor on the major. Or we minor on the major and major on the minor. If if, if there's a word like that. But the things of God, you carry that five prayer points. I promise you, how you will pay your bill, it will look miraculous to you. And before you know what's going on, he will just stay there. Say, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, let's look at our subject number two. The mindset to have when engaging in prayer, the mindset to have, I'll try and see if I can finish this very particular one within the next 15 minutes so that we can be able to wrap. If I can't finish the service today, we'll be able to finish it next week, Thursday, just to make sure that um, I give you all the juice that you need. But I pray I'll be able to finish it. But let's see. Subsection number two, the mindset to have when engaging in prayers that creates. What is the mindset to have? Number one, believing, believing. Now talking about believing, this is the product of your faith. Believing is a product of your faith. The Bible says in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, from verse 6 and 7, I'm reading from the amplified version. Philippians 4, 6 and 7, it says here, It says, Do not be anxious or worry about anything. He said, But in prayer, it's only, but in everything, every circumstances and situation, by prayer and petitions with thanksgiving, he said, continue to make a specific request known to God. He says, "And the peace of God, that peace which assure, which reassures our heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over our heart, and your mind in Christ, which make it to be yours." But you notice something that the Bible says on that very particular scripture. Philippians chapter 4, 6-7. He says, do not be anxious for, for nothing. The problem with us is the fact that 90% of the time we come to pray to God, we come from the position of fear. So don't be anxious. Your Bible says, now, your mindset to carry is, I refuse to be afraid of this very particular thing. And the boldness for you to go in there. And you pray from the position of faith and not fear the believing your believing standpoint i'm not going there because i'm afraid i'm not going you see the reason why some of you go to pray to god from the position of fear is because you are not constant in your prayer life and so when for lack of better word when things hit the fan because i wanted to use the other word when things hit the fan and everything is scattered you are coming to god to do a quick feast because why? You have not been consistent. If you notice, the Bible just says, it says, do not be anxious or worried. It says, when you pray, in everything, whatever you want to pray, with thanksgiving, you say, but continue to make a specific request known to God. Specific. Some of you come, God, I need to do this, do this, do this, do this. To the point that when God even do all, you don't even know whether he has done it at all. It says, because how do you know that he has done it? I will show you in verse 7. Because number one, when your fear enters into the place of prayer, your mindset fear, enter into the place of prayer. Number one, you will not be able to produce anything. The guarantee that God has done it for you, that the creative force is in operation in your life. The answer was in verse 7. It says, And the peace of God, the peace that reassures the heart. When you finish prayer, do you experience peace? If you do not experience peace, then which means you enter into that place of prayer in the place of fear? The place of peace is what guarantees us as a potter that our prayer has been answered. It says here, it says, and the peace of God, which reassures our heart, the peace which transcends all, it will not make you, you, you go there to pray for five billion. The five billion is not in your hand physically. But there is that peace that, no, the five billion is here. Now, that is what your prayer does for you. It gives you a rested life mindset. When you go there believing, believing, when you go there believing, one of the things I put here, I say your believing is seen by your continuing in prayer. The reason why you stop praying is because you don't believe it anymore. But if you believe, you will continue in prayer. I bet you do it. I know you're, No, but Pastor, I believe that God can do it, but we can see that by your continuing prayer. Your continuity. The Bible says here, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, Hebrews 11, verse 6, He said, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. He said, for he comes to God, must believe. He said, he that comes to God, must believe, must believe, must believe. For without faith, which is your believing, it is impossible to please God. But he that must come, must believe. Your ability to believe that he can do it. Now, that is what guarantees you're taking in this kingdom. Your ability to agree that God has done it. God can do it. Now your belief. He says after then. He says he is the rewarder of those. If you look at the word that diligently seek him. He say he is the rewarder of those that diligently. Diligently. Mark the word diligently. So you don't just go. Wash off and you forget. That's why you are staying long in receiving it. You diligently, diligently. One of the things I put here, I said, beloved, faith and fear cannot cohabit in your life and expect to win in God. It can't. It can't. It can't. You can't cohabit both faith and fear. And you want to expect to win in God? You are joking. It's not going to happen. Let's look at the Bible. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. We're still looking at number one. The mindset that creates when you go pray. Mark eleven twenty-four, 24. said, therefore, I say unto you, Whatever things you ask when you pray, he say believe, believe, believe. Your belief will only be seen as in Philippians chapter 4 from verse 4 to verse 6. There is a peace that comes into you to know that this is done. I have my miracle baby. I have my child. I have my job. I have the ministry. I have the contract. He said, must believe. That you receive them, you say, and you will receive them. Not I will go and look for it. He say, you will receive them. Now, at this very particular point on this bed but, but classical, let's just bring something for me here. Now, I know somebody will be watching me and saying, Okay, but Pastor, I hear you. Now, what happened when after I pray, I don't want to come and look as if I'm keeping I'm asking all the time. Now, this is this is how I pray. My praise. Let me help you. When I pray, the first thing I do is the fact that, for example, let's say I'm expecting and believing God for this speaker in my hand i go father i want this speaker or i need this speaker because you have to ask you say ask it shall be given is that not so so you are asking for speaker and the thing there like we read the ability for you to be specific philippians 4 from the amplified version it says specific it say continue to make your specific request my specific request is this speaker is that not so now when i go ask for the speaker There is a peace that I then have from the place of my prayer sponsored by my belief that he will give me the speaker or he has given me the speaker. When next I appear before the throne of grace to request the speaker, I am not going to request the speaker. I'm going to enforce the speaker. That is why, for example, if you notice for us, the word we use in Platform Church all the time is enforcing. Because we know that every riches that we have in Christ Jesus has been made available for us. And so by the time I'm coming, I am enforcing the reality that this speaker exists in me here. Because I've asked, it has been given in my spirit word. So I'm enforcing from the spirit that I'm holding in my hand like this. Now that is how you pray from the position of believing. So when you come, you're in your prayer. God, give me my job. Give me my job. And he's wondering, don't you have the title deed in your hand? Which is the faith. The ability to believe. So when you now have the title deed, you know that the title deed is in there, which is your faith. Which is your believing in God. Now the next thing you begin to do, I cannot be jobless. There is a job available for me. As I step out, you are enforcing and telling the devil, this is my position, this is my belief. And I bet you, boom! All of a sudden, but make sure that you send your CV. Because some people can be very ignorant. Or probably, for lack of better, very foolish. You are praying for a job, and yet nobody have your CV. It will take... For it will take God to look for somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who can be your friend to now. So you are giving God more work to locate you, to bless you. Because from his position, he say, Ask shall be given. But now you have not submitted your CV. Submit your CV. God, I need a job. As he finished, go submit your CV. Come back. Lord, I have the job. And watch God make somebody have a sleepless night. The same way he sees sleep from what's it called? From the king, just because Mordecai had to be favored. God will cease his sleep because now, do you notice that Mordecai's name was on that list that the king had to favor? But if Mordecai's name was not on the list, it would have been a long journey for the king to favor Mordecai. My question to you today in your place of believing, have you succeeded in putting your name on the list of what you are believing God for? Now that's how you pray that compels result. We also see in the book of Matthew 7, 7, He says, ask it say, as to be given, seek it shall found, and knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. If you notice this passage Jesus says, it say, ask it is yours, and it is not that God is going to look for it. He says, ask it is given. Now, this is a belief that you use to go into the place of your prayer. The ability to know that as I'm going to pray, what I am asking, it will be given to me. Now, after you pray that prayer, see, I know if you pray it from your spirit man, whether you are crying it or you are lambano, it, whatever. As long as it is rooted from the place of belief. I promise you, you will come out like in a fish. I mean, if it's called Philippians 4-7. You will come out with a peace that passes all human understanding. And when that peace form in you, the next thing you engage. You engage. You engage. You, you, you run like, why? This is what's called? Fiber. Okay, because I wanted to say Wi-Fi. I remember, that? Okay, Wi-Fi. Fiber. Where you're, you're transmitting is a glass. Like you can see every corner to make sure that the the ability for you, you are not a copper, you are not a DSL, you are a fiber optic. Whether fiber, whatever they call it currently now that is raining, but you are a fiber, your your movement, because why Your believing has been captured by the things of God. Number two, quickly. I think I'll stop at number two then we'll continue next week. What is again is the mindset that creates the possibility. Remember we've talked about strategy? now we're talking about mindset. Number two, what is the mindset number two? Number two, it's confidence. Number one is believing. Number two is confidence. Now there's two different between believing and confidence because you can believe that somebody can do it and yet you don't you don't have confidence that they can deliver. <laughs> it's possible. There are a lot of people I believe what they can do, but I'm not confident they can deliver. It's the same thing. Also, you can that mindset. Also, majority of you now I give the example. You are now laughing. Majority of you use that same mindset with God. You believe. No, I believe God can do it. But are you confident enough that He can do it? The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 18 verse 10 Proverbs 18 verse 10 it says the name of the Lord is a strong tower the righteous run into it and are safe now do you notice something here the righteous run into it it takes a confident state of the righteous to run there are some of you you claim to say that yes I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus we cannot see it by your running to God in confidence there are some of you when things happen the first thing that you do, you look for alternative before God before God now becomes the option from the alternative. He says, the righteous run into it. Are you confident enough to run into it? The righteous run into it and they are safe. He run into it and they are safe. One of the things that I put, I say, your confidence level will either make you run, make you walk, or make you stay outside of God. You see that he said I make you run to God? Or make you walk to God, or it makes you stay outside of God. Your confidence determines that. He now says also, He says when you pray, He say believe that you receive. Not if, when you pray. It is a confidence that will make you do when. Well. You know, when I pray, God will go to answer. That's the confidence that, for lack of a better word, you see your servants of God, your pastors, your bishop, the fivefold ministry. That's the confidence we believe that when we lay hand on you, we pray, you will recover. We we know we are not we are not playing games with this prayer. We know when we lay it's a confidence when we pray, it's a believe you receive it and so shall. so when we know that when we come, we pray, it happens. It also make us to understand in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7. Jeremiah 17, verse 7. Now, this scripture here, it's it's a very interesting scripture for me that I want to focus and then also end with it here. He says, but, Jeremiah 17, 7, he said, but bless is the one who trusts in the Lord. He now says also, comma, whose confidence is in him. Now you will be shocked to say, okay, fine. No, but God, you should have stopped at blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. He said, no. Trust, yes, trust is a place of hope, conviction, and faith. But whose confidence is in him is a place of assurance and sureness. I know that my Redeemer leave it. It's different from I believe. It's a different ballgame. And your confidence is full. It says, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. So you trust God, you can be blessed. But the ability for you to make the blessing to become a reality in your hand can only be from the place of confidence. So when you approach God tonight and you are praying, are you going there from the position of faith, which is your belief, from position of confidence or you are going there from position of fear or from a position of lack of confidence. Now that choice, you determine that it's not God. And that's the truth I want you to understand. That's right on my first statement. I say, majority of folks, we pray to God as if God owes us anything. He doesn't owe you nothing. As a matter of fact, you owe him your worship to him. You owe him that. You owe him your service. And if you choose not to serve him, do you notice that he doesn't even kill you? He still leaves you. Because why? He has given you this life as an extension of his goodness. But what are you doing with that? One of the things I begin to put here as I begin to bring my thought to a close, that when the word of God says, yeah, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. That trust there talks about hope. I'm convinced. I have faith that he can do it. But your confidence, which is your sureness and your assurance, is what makes it delivered into your hand physically. Make it deliver. My question to you today, where is your belief as you go to pray? Where is your confidence? Now, these are the things that is missing where COVID-19 and the lockdown has made a lot of people left the faith. And I pray that as the door is opened, maybe let me join majority church of pastors who will appeal to you. I pray that as the door is opened, you come back home. Come back home. Because one of the things that you begin to benefit is when you fellowship with the brethren. The mystery begin, becomes unveiled to you. You begin to see, like Paul says, he says that men may know, that their eyes may see the mystery of the fellowship in Christ. And also the ability for you to experience the manifold wisdom and the power by the church. Now, that is what the church will give you that the world will not give you. Do you notice that the world will never, on your news today and see, there is nothing that calls belief, nothing that calls confidence. Everything is fear. And yet, that's where you don't want to go to church, where you can get your belief and your confidence back to God. I pray for somebody this morning, that as you take the step of it for you to adhere to this few thought of mine, you'll be able to pull all the possibilities in the name of Jesus. Find a scripture that I want to use as we go praying. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. Philippians 1 verse 6. He says here. He said, Being confidence of this. Being confident of this. That he who began a good work in you will carry it to a completion until the day of Jesus Christ. He who began a good work, but it comes from a place of being confidence. I pray for you today. That as you take this very particular few thought of mine and you sit down and you meditate on it. And as you go to the place of prayer, you will begin to see mysteries unveiled to you in the name of Jesus. Remember when we talk about the strategy, the five strategies the ability for you to pray for wisdom and revelation, the ability for you to pray that your eyes of your understanding be enlightened, the ability for you to pray for, for the unveiling of the riches that is in Christ Jesus, the ability for you to know your calling and stay there, the ability also for you to know the power that is in God through Christ Jesus. You pray that prayer from this Thursday to next week Thursday, you will come back and tell your pastor, pastor, thank you because now I know what to pray because I see the result happening for me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we've brought your word today. Your sons and your daughter, oh Lord Father, I know that their faith, oh Lord, because of the COVID and the pandemic that has happened, it has helped them, oh Lord, or probably it has moved them out from the place where they need to stay. Lord, I pray for them. You said, oh Lord, that if we faint in the days of adversity, is the fact that our faith is small. Lord, I pray for them today. That as they take this very particular mind shift and they go back into the place of their praise, Lord, let their confidence, let their belief that sponsors the release of your miracles in their hand, let it be upon their lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for them today that that person that is struggling with their faith, I ask that the Holy Spirit begin to minister to you now in the name of Jesus. I pray for you now that whatever that has questioned your placement in Christ. They are hereby caused from the root in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because we know that this is done. To you we give all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And God's people say, Amen. That's all we have for today. But be sure to continue listening to the rested life conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, family of rest.